You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. that or look at my nipples what, what do you prefer um i i probably the ceiling <laughs> because Nipple man this, this is how, this is how, this is how i'm living right now folks. yeah i know but you're like giving us you for, for we should start Nipsey just hustle. like this this is how we're starting you're right, giving, let's go. this video looks like i sent you my penis please respond vibes is what you're giving me it's, right hun- it's hunter biden i'm doing a hunter biden over here oh boy He's like a hero to some out there, I hear. So, <laughs> well, for people that for people that don't understand uh, this point of reference, uh, I am uh, in a uh, air, illegal Airbnb, no doubt, because uh, in the uh, in the materials we were sent, it said, "Please, under no circumstances, talk to the building manager. <laughs> if there's a problem, please, please come to us directly. If you go to the building manager, we will leave you a bad review." Uh, so I'm in a building, a skyrise uh, that is definitely an illegal Airbnb uh, with five other gentlemen. Uh, and uh, so I'm in a bedroom uh, to get privacy and the, and it's hot. I'm in Brisbane, which is a beautiful city, by the way, if you guys uh, get the opportunity, I would tell you that this is one of the spots in Australia to visit. It is uh, not the cultural hub that Melbourne is and whatever, but it is uh, just pleasant. You know, I mean, remarkably pleasant. So uh, it's hot, but it's hot in this room. So these fellows are looking at me from uh, the waist. Belly button up. Yeah. Yeah. Like like, tune into worst possible timeline for the uh, south of the border experience. Yeah. All right. Can we can we get back to come on to the intro? Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I am bummed. I'm Tom. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yo, uh, we got it. We got. We're just gonna. Oh, well, let's do the ad reads. Uh, thank you to Run for Cover Records. Uh, sincerely, yes. Thank you to Convulse Records. Honest and truly. Thank you to To Live a Lie. I mean it. And thank you to Run for Cover Records. I think you said that twice. Oh, are we playing games? Set, okay. <laughs> you doubted I did. You're right. Thank you to <laughs> the almighty closed casket activities. Said with conviction. Good job. Uh, let's start with To Live Lie. Go to ToLiveLie.com. Click into that web store. Guys, I'm going to take the lead on this one because I am, as we speak, placing an order. There are three things that really caught my eye. Uh, first, the Blind Solution self-titled cassette. I have not heard this yet, but I heard it is very good. It is members of Sidetracked um, going for... Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, low threat po- profile, no comment, poison idea, siege, etc. Um, yeah, I mean, count me in. I, I For those who don't know Sidetracked, long-running Washington State band who uh, is strictly fast, you know, like fast, fast, fast. 
Yeah, and, if, uh, we should say for our listeners, uh, we've probably talked about this, but it's it's basically like a man's life project, that's right. and it and it is completely worth checking out, even if you're not into uh, fast hardcore on on those grounds alone. You're 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 seeing somebody go through the stages of their life in music. It's awesome. Yes, fan. And this is just kind of another facet of that. So check that out. One, two, Natural End, self-titled cassette. This is some folks who were in the band Joy, who did an LP with To Live a Lie a few years ago that I would recommend. Um, fast, kind of blasting hardcore, but with some modern hardcore thrown in. I am very curious about this. I haven't heard it yet, again, but this one piqued my interest. So take a look at that. And the third one is one I actually already have, uh, but not in this format. The Giallo 8-song, 7-inch, Minneapolis punk band. uh, And we're going to talk a little bit more about Minneapolis, um, who is just raging fast. This came out as a really hard-to-get lathe-cut 7-inch. I believe... I believe unpracticed hatred. Don't don't crucify me if I got that wrong. Uh, but I have that. Uh, I think there's like 50 copies or something silly, um, which I was excited to get. It's really good. I don't think I have the rarest version of it, but I have a good one. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. It wasn't practiced hatred. It was Damien Records. That's right. Shout out to Damien Records, uh, a label people should follow. But here is the seven inch version, which you can get more widely released but I think there's still only a few hundred copies. So go get it from To Live Lie, toliveali.com. Check it out. Shout out. <clears throat> Let's go to Troy. Closecasketactivities.com. Closecasketactivities.com. Troy. Twitching Tongues. Where's Pat? San Fernando Valley. <laughs> Let's go. I feel like I talk too much. Like uh, when we do like the, I was trying to give Pat a little, you know, a little shine. Well, here. here's all I mean, he doesn't talk enough say. during the episodes, and I feel bad for him, so I wanted to give him some time. Very considerate. I uh, I don't know if you guys Boop. saw uh, uh, dead, dead body doing uh, uh, North Troy South Troy shirts. Uh, I saw that it was North Troy South Troy Van Nuys. Good work. Yes, by them. great work for the most. Look, I, I want to give uh, Troy Core its propers. I'm not taking a thing away from it. It's uh, I think that. Uh, people that live it and love it would still admit that it is a, a niche, uh, a hardcore s- subgenre. I mean, they and eliminated two of the people that would have bought it because they're in the band. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I love that. It's like I respect this a lot. Is if you're going to do shirts for a show, you know, make them the most local, the most niche, the most, you know. And- it's it's basically like making a shirt for a book club. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is cool. Uh, all right. Uh, what are we getting? So really quick to- before we get in, before we get in, I know Tom's like, can I just talk about hardcore? I'll just talk. Um, I'll just talk about it instead. Patrick, how when when did you ever have occasion as an other side of the river fella? When did you ever have occasion to go to Troy? Uh, okay, so I was actually in Troy all the time because uh, prior to uh, learning that maybe my father's job was uh, uh, not. <laughs> not a real job mm-hmm. uh uh his office was in troy so as a kid i was there all the time uh but right o- but literally right over the river uh for right just over that- the bridge there's a little bridge that yep. goes right into the town yes i only went there with my father to do servicing to like some of his coffee customers and that was it 
Uh, I also, I'm trying to think if uh, there was occasionally wrestling in Troy, I want to say. I think I went twice, if that's accurate. You don't know uh, a toy uh, of some sort? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm almost 100% sure I saw an aging George the Animal Steel there. Uh, that tracks. But, uh, but the... Uh, uh, Troy as a, like a young, as a young man, not very often I dated a girl in Troy and, uh, would go there, uh, to see her and I would make her come I, to Mechanicburg and yeah. <laughs> and, well, I, Bethlehem. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, Bethlehem, not Cloversville. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. And this is uh, no Niski Una. Uh, but no, uh, dated, a girl, dated a girl in Troy uh, and she lived in basically downtown Troy. So that was my first experience really kind of, uh, walking around downtown Troy, which if nobody's ever been there is kind of like a, I don't know if it's worthwhile, but I guess if you're, I guess if you're into kind of, um, forgotten cities in some ways, uh, I actually, I, I, last time I was there, I turned the corner. It's like, it's like halfway nice now. It's weird. Yes. Yes. And some of them like it. Some of them don't, uh, but it's, Troy can still be rough. There is no doubt. Uh, it's an interesting city, uh, particularly as like it, I get, well, now we're just getting nerdy, but if somebody wanted to spend an afternoon going Albany, Schenectady and Troy, just oh, to see, oh, what a nice that's trip. an afternoon well spent. All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Troy, closedcasketactivities.com. <laughs> um, uh, even Dying on its breed. softest day, Troy is going to be gritty as hell. It's they'll never not be gritty. If you want to have a nice afternoon. Yes. Uh, don't have a nice afternoon. Go to Colony. Go hit hit Crossgates. Go for a nice walk. Uh, maybe maybe go cruise down Central Avenue. Go to the park. Why why not? It'll be nice. No, you should you should go to the Pine Barrens, which are some of those boring uh, nat- natural environments in North America, which uh, they but, only have in the five one eight and uh, at the Jersey Shore. That's correct. Uh, yeah. uh, ge- no. Geologically unique. Uh, everybody, uh, go pick up uh, in love. There is no law. <laughs> it's, it's, Tom, tell us about uh, this record. <laughs> yes, so it's Jesus fucking Christ, man. Uh, sorry, Justin, Dustin. Uh, so it's the ten year anniversary of the quintessential Twitching Tongues record. In love, there is no law. It's uh, this is called the Twitching Tongues. In love, there is no law. Redux. Uh, it's probably a way to say that in French. That's way nicer. Right, so. Redo. So it's the the original LP remastered by Taylor Young. Um, with additional four songs, four or five songs that were not released on vinyl elsewhere, including a carnivore cover, um, a different version of Preacher Man, um, 15 songs altogether. It's it's a double LP. The uh, metal gold with black X, two words pressing is already gone. So you got uh, white and clear split and black and clear split with splatter and black, white and metal gold mix left. So if you want it, get it soon. Um, they're playing more shows. This record fucking rules. Um, so get at it. All right. This is their best record, right? I would tend to. I would. I would think so. I. That's my. It's my. Uh, by a long shot. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably consensus. I, I would have to revisit them all, but uh, uh, you know what? The live record people go. The fake live record that's people true. go qu- quite crazy for. Well, it's, yeah, it's like it's the greatest hits in a fucking. In a studio, like they fully did the Descendants thing and played a fake live show in a studio. It's pretty smart. Love it. Shout out. uh, CloseGuysGetActivities.com. Go check that out. Guys, normally here's where I say, how you doing? How you feeling? 
uh, we're going to forego that today, uh, both for brevity and because we're in a heavy world. We're in a heavy world right now. Um, man, heavy stuff. Where do you go? Uh, Minneapolis, there was a shooting at a show, a DIY punk show, DIY venue space. And it's like hard to wrap it around your head, wrap it around your head, wrap your head around it. Because if you're listening to this podcast, if you're one of the three hosts on this podcast, you've been to many shows at many different places. And you understand, you know, like there's that air of something, something could happen. You know, if you've been in a room where there's been a fight or there's tension, conflict, etc. That you can feel it in the air. But a shooting is a different different thing. And it's not something that happens every day. Um, and unfortunately, it happens every day at large. But here in our small little bubble, this is a rarity. So uh, our hearts and our thoughts go out to everybody in Minneapolis who's suffering, who was there, who lost someone uh, to this, or who had someone close to them hurt. Because uh, there was, I believe, one fatality and several people injured injuries yeah i mean you think it like you said like that this is a place that we've you know we might not have been to this particular place but we've all seen shows played shows you know in the last six months we've all been to a place like this you know and you think like i mean we're pretty safe here you know and and everyone should have especially um there were talks that this was more kind of like queer leaning and stuff like that it's like for christ's sake can they like can can there be one space that feels at least safe for people you know and and um you know it, it just reading about it, it's like jesus christ like it's like you know it makes all the stuff like when you hear about like a walmart or like you hear like a church you go wow that sucks but it's like everyone's been to walmart and a ch- like but when it's, when it's like a diy hardcore show it's like not that it makes the other losses any different but it's like it makes it even more real because it's like something that you and very few of your friends have experienced you know what I mean? So it's it's really it's it's heartbreaking to see, and you know, there's different GoFundMe's out there to help some of the folks that were that were affected. So if you seek those out, we can post about them on the Instagram yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah, like Bob said, our thoughts are with everybody in Minneapolis, everyone who's played there. You know, I know I know some local people that had friends there, so it's like it's you know it touches us all when when this sort of stuff happens. Yeah. Um. And then on the other side of things that are really tragic, and, and this is something that I think hits, I think all three of us at least know someone who was really directly involved in this, um, the f- wildfires in Honolulu, in, in Hawaii. Yeah, um, on Maui. Yeah. On Maui, excuse me, um, uh, are devastating. And I don't know. I, you know what? This is a good question for Patrick. It's a good question for you, Tom. It's a good question for everybody out there. I don't digest news. Uh, in the way that I used to. Um, there's a lot of reasons for it. Uh, uh, it's, um, you know, throwing some shelter lyrics here, showing, throwing some drug church lyrics here, but uh, it's tough. And I, I don't, I don't particularly like the news. It's, it's rough. Um, doesn't mean I want to have blinders on, but sometimes things pass you. If you've not followed the situation in Maui, um, all three of us encourage you to take a look, see what's going on. Um, it's tragic. It's really serious. Um, Tom, you want to go in a little bit more on this? Sure. Um, there's like, they have a list up of 
And I think over 500 families lost their homes. It was just like, it was like the perfect storm of like a fire started because it was a dry season. Okay. And then there was like wind situations that happened to kind of spread it so quickly. And it was like, there was nothing they could do to like stop the stop from, from going. And um, yeah, so I mean, I think the, the you know, there's a ton of, of ways to help um, people that I know that, that have family there or from there, like, yeah, we're like, you know, don't give money to like the Red Cross mm-hmm. because, you know, you'll give a dollar and five cents will go to the actual help and then $95 cents in administrative costs and stuff like that. So don't give to the Red Cross. You can give blood to the Red Cross. Don't give money. But there's ways of like direct support um, to help um, different organizations, different families over there that lost literally everything. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, you know, so yeah, if, if if it's all it's all online, you know, we can share some of that stuff too. We'll share some of that for sure. You know, a really, you know, close personal friend of all of ours, um, families over there lost, you know, thankfully they're all safe, but lost, you know, a bunch bunch of stuff, but you know, their homes yeah. and stuff like that. So Connie, we love you. And um yeah, if if anyone can help, you know, please do. And if you know what, if you're from the continue the contiguous United States and have a plan to go to Hawaii. Maybe hold off a little bit, right? Right. That's a big thing too. You don't need they. They don't need you taking away from any sort of resource or taking hotel rooms from people that need to somewhere to stay. So, um, so you know, with that all said, uh, do you guys feel me on that? I don't know how you. I don't, we don't talk about this. I I don't. And part of it was that uh, some of the inundation of political news over the past. I don't know about seven years, uh, maybe even a little more than that, but um, just just made it kind of a bear. And uh, so I, 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 it's not that I don't pay attention, but I won't lie and say that things gloss over. And it's the same thing with shootings. I, there are so many shootings that happen now. When things happen, I don't always hear about it, and that's a weird thing. It's and, and so there's there's some willfulness on my side, but then also the way information's dispersed you know i don't read a newspaper i don't watch network tv you know i don't watch the news really you know and my my audio i don't listen to the radio to get news you know like what i hear sometimes i'll catch stuff on social media but i don't you know is that is that true for you guys i mean i definitely read um some of the news and i try to you know go to different places to get you know not just one side of the story Sure, sure, sure. Um, I mean, you know, to an extent, it's not like I'm like, well, both sides, like, but like, I'll read. No, no, like, Pat takes care of that, right? Yeah, right. Pat yeah, I got, I got us on that. Yeah, Pat gives me like the 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 digest version of like, here's what the right wing's saying. Subscribe to wellactually.blogspot.com. Right. But a lot of the stuff I find on Twitter, and then I look further into it, you know, and kind of, you know, not in like some weird conspiracy way, but like, if like I'll be like, oh shit, there was a, you know. It was a shootout in Brooklyn. Let me, all right, what the fuck happened in Brooklyn? That's what I do. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I seek it out. It's not like kind of – it used to be as a kid, like, you know, like your family, you know, everyone come home from work or whatever. TV's on during dinner, 6 o'clock sure. news, fucking Channel 4, you know, Sue Simmons sure. is telling you what, what happened here and there. I don't do any of that stuff. It's not like I'm going to be like, let me just turn on CNN and see what's happening. But right. I think, right. But I think that's why the whole Twitter thing was such a fucking giant, like, loss because it was like – it was the one place you could get like direct news quite often from people. Like I remember like 
as I was at work somewhere and I remember like when the, the plane went down in the Hudson. Right. Mm. And when there was no other news, people were like, yo, I'm on fucking 12th Avenue, like outside of Chelsea Piers. And like, there's a fucking 747 in the Hudson river and everyone's alive on the wings. I'm like, what right. the fuck? Like that right. doesn't like, you know, by this schmuck buying it, it, it kind of defeats that. And I think, you know, then you're more dependent on, the news, which have got it was just gotten more kind of politicized. As, maybe that's, but honestly, the way you said it, maybe that's good. Having to yeah. seek it out, maybe that's good because it does force a little bit more. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't just take like what you read on Fox. Yeah, you know? no, and it's a, it's a good it's a good way because I think there's a lot of people who do. Patrick, how do you how do you consume your your current events and news? Breitbart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got a subscription. No. No, there's actually uh, there, there's a a Greek fella, a Greek uh, multimillionaire who owns a, a it's like Breitbart on steroids. I forget the name of it. Uh, anyway, uh, no. To be honest, I guess I'm not consuming news at all because I was not aware of uh, the Minneapolis thing until immediately before this uh, recording. Which, uh, by the way, uh, hit hit national news, and you know it was like a big big thing. Yeah, I mean, I've, I I cop some well, national for Pat, so I guess it makes sense that you would yeah. know that. It's just surprising yeah. that you didn't see it. And you know what happens? You know what? I, I bet you what it was because this is what – there were no pretty pictures with it. Mm. So Pat saw the just the, 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 the words that everyone reposted from Felix Havoc from Code mm. 13 and from, from Minnesota. And he was just like, nope. <laughs> like it just went by. It's like – you know, like TLRDR, you know, TLDR. No pictures, no me likey. Yeah. No, listen, I, I, uh, I would, I would, I haven't heard a thing from Felix Havoc in a long time. I would be interested in anything I mean, that put, Felix Havoc. It wasn't clearly tweeted. Felix Havoc writing it, but if it would have had like an, like an interesting bird behind it, you'd do probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, I'd be more likely for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I was not aware of it. And honestly, I was not aware of the severity of, of the Maui thing until yesterday. Yeah. You know, so, so uh, again, I'll cop some please in the respect that I've been uh, traveling, but I should still be slightly more aware. I mean, I do have Twitter. I, I should. I mean, you have I, a phone. Yeah. You know, what's weird though is uh, like, I gave up on the, much like Bob, I gave up on the, the news outlets that I would typically go to. I, I used to go to just BBC dot com yep. dot or dot yep. co dot uk or whatever yeah uh pretty much every day and uh i uh, their reporting in my view has become uh kind of almost american style partisan and i'm not interested in that you know what i mean so so, so it's like i in my efforts to find news that's uh, uh i mean i guess sectarian almost in its approach uh i guess i've just abandoned news and i'm now an ignoramus that's okay. You ready to move back to New York then? <laughs> like everybody else there. Man, Tom, uh, I, I wanted to ask you really quick before we get into our normal shenanigans. Why not? Is there any good th- reasons for Patrick to move back coming soon? Anything like interesting happening? To New York, to like America, in, you, uh, the United States of America in general? Well, like New York City. Like, is there anything like any sort of an event or something that might want make him want to go to New York City? I mean, I know an event that I'm going to in New York City. Oh, oh, that was a good, you know what? I'm not even thinking what you put. I wasn't picking up what you were putting down. That was smart because I was going to go into the side-by-side, Joe. Oh, well, let's, let's we can do, talk about that afterwards. Yeah, sounds good. Good tease. Um, so we, we have a ticket giveaway. We have two sets of tickets. 
you uh, can email A to G. So it's A numerical two G mm-hmm. pit report at gmail.com. If you want to go to this, it's Saturday, August 27th, 2023 in the year of our Lord at the knockdown center in Queens, New York. I was right on the border of Brooklyn and Queens. Mm. Regulate pain of truth outburst. Well, actually it's regulate outburst, then pain of truth. Sick of it all, life of agony. Um, River Runs Red 30th Anniversary World Tour is happening at um, Knockdown Center. Again, it's August 27th, 2023 in the main space. Um, we have two sets of tickets to give away. If that is something you'd be interested in and you'll be in town, mm-hmm. hit up A2GPitReport at gmail.com and we will make it happen for you. What's that, sh- what's that date again? August 27th. It's a August Saturday. 27th. That's coming up. August 27th. Oh, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Don't listen to me. It's a Sunday. August 27th, a Sunday. Email A2GPitReport at gmail.com. Oh. Cool. Uh, yo, Side by Side's playing a show in New York City with Infest. Shit. Uh, who else is on that? Firewalker. Firewalker and Dead Last. Ooh. Shout, wild out, shout out. December. Exciting. December 9th. Hell yeah. Uh, a, a little birthday present. Um, I enjoy. Can't believe I see side by side. Yeah. Awesome. The world is weird, and that makes me very excited. I had a group yeah. chat with some of my closest old, old, old buddies. We're like 25 years deep now. And uh, it was a group chat to talk strictly about going to the um, to go into the side-by-side show. So And Infest. What a weird fucking main support band, but I'm into that too. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that. That's just really a treat for people that like hardcore music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a good one too, right there. Uh, Tom, uh, Pat- is is, <laughs> is the show that you just promoted uh, about as New York as it gets? Oh yeah. Are you kidding? And, like, I think they did a cool job putting that together. So do I. And another question is, uh, you know, the sick of it all, fellas. Yes, I do. Uh, is there any chance that my constant slurping in in all press uh, for the last five years uh, has gotten back to them in any way? I would imagine so. Yes. Okay. All right. Do you want me to do? Have you ever met Lou? Mm, just in passing. Are we going to make this happen? I'm going to have like a meet and greet so you can meet him. <laughs> Very good. You I drink cabaretes, whatever. Yeah. I, I got, uh, I did another like a uh, website interview or whatever. And it, like, uh, I'm just always, I'm always like, yeah, I, I really give all the credit to sick of it all. And I, I, it occurred to me, I've said that like probably 40 times. Cause it's just, it, it's rough when you do interviews and you like, if you're saying a true thing, you kind of can't change it. You know what I mean? To make it more interesting for, right. You gotta be Derek Jeter. <laughs> just be real boring. Have canned answers that are just like, not, you know, <laughs> Well, I try not to do that. And I try to almost get myself in trouble because that's what uh, websites really like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you got to give them when, a lead. You got to give them the lead. Yeah. So I try to almost get myself in trouble. But when they ask about influences and things that uh, like made a difference to me, I, I always mention sick, but also I'm, I'm curious if uh, that is my Derek Jeter answer, by the way. But if uh, <clears throat> if it's ever gotten back to them or <laughs> like. Next time I, I can, see them, I'll ask. Be like, do you know this band Drug Church? And I'll be like, what? Yeah, right. go, well, murder church. Yeah, respectfully. <laughs> you guys played respectfully, together. Uh, we have in the past, but I don't think they were. You know, but punk rock bowling. But, uh, punk rock bowling, and like, uh, we played together. We played together in uh, Austin. Uh, 
Okay. But, but I thought you were like but, two bands before them, the punk rock bowling. Like, it was like a real show. It wasn't like yeah, that, I was on stage D or whatever the fuck, you know? No, 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 that's true. We did play the same stage. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I just respectfully, and I don't mean anything by this. I just, uh, the way it's been depicted to me is that a couple of fellas in the band uh, kind of inhabit their own worlds. And <laughs> Uh, and may not yeah, may, may not be may not be fully aware of what I'm doing out here, but uh, all right, uh, can we? You know, I got a topic today, fellas. Is this something we can talk about here? Let's hear it. What do you got? We're going to talk about that the redhead country singer. That's that. That's an industry plant. Well, well, I uh, have, I have, I've, I've got something for both of you because <laughs> the Bay Area, I'm from the Bay, bands in the Bay. I have a question for you guys. Yes. Please. Band that we're all familiar with. Played a show in the Bay Area the other day. I'm in so far. And Golden State Warriors superstar Stephen Curry. Yes. Came up and sang part of a song with them. Uh, Does that make Paramore industry plants? I mean, they've been industry plants since day one. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yes. uh, I I was really hoping we could spend a lot of time. Tom, what did you think of the stuff Curry singing with Paramore? Number one, I realized, man, he ain't that tall. He's like six five, but like I'm gonna is be he honest. Though? Uh, I don't think so. I, I'll, I'll send a picture. When I was at that Nuggets game uh, a few months back, I was standing in front of the Jamal Murray photo, and he's six four. Like the like the like measure yourself. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Oh, I remember that picture. Yeah, I'm taller not- than that MFR. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just want to say that. Uh, some of these heights, just like some of y'all, they exaggerate their heights too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I feel might, like he when might he was be next clean... to like normal human yeah. beings, he didn't look like like I've seen Patrick Ewing up like next to. Oh, I'm like, that's a huge human being. That is a yeah, giant yeah. person. This guy like next to like Haley and like her bandmates. I'm like, this dude's like tall, but yeah. not like what the fuck. Um, he can't sing. No. Thank God he can shoot because he cannot oh, yeah. sing. But respect. If he would do a whole tour, if he did a whole tour with them, I am fifteen percent more <laughs> likely to go. I mean, that dude has sold out. That dude sells out that arena forty-one times a year. Well, that's my question, Patrick. Who's the headliner? Paramore or Steph Curry doing like shot tricks where he's like shooting from like the the fifteenth row concession booth? Uh, I'd rather watch Steph Curry bring his garbage out at the end of the night. <laughs> so Yo, you're 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 currently in the range where these kind of comments are like actually hurting your band. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah but I can't I can't fake the funk on this one. I just don't like that's not music I connect with. Uh, listen, I, I mean, my that's bandmates. Say it. That's nicer than saying like I'd rather watch Steph Curry throw out garbage. Okay, Look, just, well, let me just say as this. someone who who does like a lot of your music and who you'll occasionally ask like, hey, what is the best Incubus record? Uh, Paramore's got that, that was my solid band. albums. Okay. Thank you, though, for Pat. Thank you for that. I keep my ringtone on because I have elder an elderly mom and like a family <laughs> that I worry about. I appreciate you texting me at two a.m. is like, what's the Incubus record? Knowing that Bob's like going to get like up in like four hours because he's got children, <laughs> yeah. and I'm getting up for work. But this asshole is being like, what's the big <laughs> yeah, Incubus record? Let me see that. Yeah, let me. I see wanted to knock you the fuck out. Oh, well, listen, my question, ba- honestly, my band, I, I don't have an opinion. My bandmates were watching like Incubus through the years on YouTube. <laughs> and there was some debate in the room on what the big Incubus record was. And I realized I d- did not know, but I said, I've got an Incubus guy. Yeah. Uh, Pat Kinlan, and- 1.31 AM. What's the best Incubus record? 
Bob Shed, 6.04 604. a.m. Yeah. Morning View. Make yourself as the other one in the convo. <laughs> yeah. The morning View is the big one. See, make, make yourself, yourself has a couple singles. Make yourself has a couple really good singles. Pardon me. Wish you were here. But Morning View is where they were huge because then after that, it tips off. And I, I mean, like I've I've admitted, I think a, a crow left of mur- the murder is really good. Um, but there's no anomaly. There's no there's no pardon me. There's no wish you were here. Like there's, you know. Well, let me play the Asbury, Bob. I can't believe I didn't go. That was probably a super fun show. Like, let me let me tell you a little secret. The Jersey Shore loves some incubus. Oh, no yeah. Doubt. No, I doubt. bet there was. I bet there was moshing at the show. I bet there was. Oh, guaranteed. Like, and they they did some of the wicka 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 like those oh, songs. Yeah. I bet your people the twizzy songs. People got I'm, real weird. I'm diving. Yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> So um, hold on, let me let me clean up my paramorph thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> your, my, your bandmates just heard you intrinsically. Are like, don't get us kicked no! off this tour. Yeah, yeah this guy's here, friends for, with this guy. For what it's worth, uh, my bandmates wanted to do a Jason Fest because they enjoy Paramore. Like they they are actively Paramore fans. Uh, th- this is uh, me saying. I am not. I don't understand that type of music. Uh, but uh, you are correct. Even though Paramore is not likely to ask us out, I should. I should be more measured in my. That's I'd rather true. watch Steph Curry. Although, I would like you guys to be honest. If Steph oh, Curry, come on now. Th- if Steph Curry threw his garbage out from thirty feet away, you would definitely love to watch it. Tom, did you see the highlights of Steph at one of those golf things? hitting wild putts like yeah like eagle putts like where patrick he is hitting the 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 golf ball he's probably you know i don't know 30 feet something like that away from the 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 cup and he hits it and you're like oh there's no way that's not gonna curve in and then you see it start doing the slow curve like i'm not jimmy golf but it's just impressive. Like, damn, is there anything this dude can't do? Yeah, I mean, let me just. Yes, yes. I don't need to. He's he's be... Marvel Comics uh, villain Bullseye. Oh, good good comp. Well, that episode's coming soon. Um, yeah, it's it's Steph. Uh, it's Steph. It's Steph. Um, you know the Paramore thing. I want to say this because I assure you, you're not alone in this. Tom, co-sign me on this. Paramore finds themselves somewhere in between pop punk and post hardcore and then sometimes going more into some alt rock and this and that whatever whatever but i think if you're a fan of post hardcore in general and i say this to people in my age range in my ear range you might be able to enjoy some of it is yeah. there some corn sure of course yeah. but i'm going to be straight i've liked the records from pretty early on and i've always been like well it's been cool so if you haven't given it a try uh and you have the willingness to open yours for it give it a shot i and and, you know i'm not mad at people who aren't i get it it's it's a it's a different boat but i i you will rarely hear me say that about many things and i think they're pretty good so um i agree what else oh oh, yeah industry plant music um okay let's talk let's first give let's give as uh, as, as I go, as we transition from talking glowingly about Incubus and Paramore to uh, let's talk about industry plants. Um, well, f- first, let's give credit where credit is due. 
I, and I say this, I say this, it's going to sound like I'm shitting. I'm not shitting. I'm saying something really positive. I would like you to have thank, to say that it's not going to sound positive. I would like to thank hardcore internet for being so dumb that uh-huh. you give us top that you give us topics. So I, I, we will never I, end I, this podcast. Cause one of you idiots are always going to find something to fucking argue <laughs> about and be like, yep. So, uh, let's talk about it. For, um, here's my first thought. I'm flattered that you think hardcore is profitable enough. <laughs> we would have industry plans. That's for, well, first let's talk about it. Um, okay. Cat from, uh, uh the, the band, band scout, yep. uh, uh, put out a little statement saying, uh, being kind of like open hearted about a thing. I thought too open hearted. If you'd like my personal opinion, uh, I think it's nice to be, uh, straightforward with your audience, but I also think that you can't, you can't allow certain people to know what bothers you. You, you know what I mean? So right, you can't show uh, these assholes like the soft parts. Right. And, and people are mean uh, and cynical and shit. Pe- exactly. So, so I thought maybe too open hearted. Uh, now I have a bias because I've done tours with scowl and I know yeah. them as people. So uh, let me establish that bias in that, or what you might call not bias, but I'm actually informed, you know, what right. I mean? <laughs> you've experienced <laughs> so, them in person and yeah, you've talked to yeah, music. So, right. So, uh, I don't know if they'd appreciate me saying this, but I think it's obvious. So I don't need to, uh, they are younger than me <laughs> and, no. they, and they are, they are on the internet. They actually like people tell me things that are said about me on Reddit, but I don't, I've never read it. You know what I mean? I got kicked off or I got laughed off of Reddit recently for asking if, if I could borrow somebody's uh, sheep in Perth. And I got completely clowned off of. You really do need to get invested in local Reddit, like weird stuff like that. Well, are you trying to like I, mow a lawn or something? What are you doing? No, I was like, I was like, yo, I've got a sheepdog that just like all he wants uh, to do is herd, herd these yeah. other animals. And I was like, can I borrow somebody's sheep? I'll just pay you fifty bucks. And everybody was like, firstly, I didn't, I didn't know how rough. Uh, like I've only seen videos of of dogs from overhead with like little. Um, drone footage and i'm always like oh that's cool i didn't know that they bite them yeah right? yeah, like, yeah yeah that's i had no why, idea why do you think they so, keep running well i hadn't listen i would be scared of a dog running at me i guess but it, it, here's my point uh i didn't know that it was a rough process so but everybody else on planet earth did so everybody <laughs> in this fucking reddit was like was like hey are you are you the dumbest person that's ever lived why could you could you not post here anymore? You're really stupid. And I was like, I, I, I didn't understand what was going on. I thought, and then my girlfriend's like, this shit's not even vegan. You know what I mean? I was like, I thought they just ran around in circles. I didn't know. Tom, I thought everybody Tom, really was quick. in this. You're an I urban. Grew in the, I grew yeah, up in the inner city part of Brooklyn. Right, and I but, knew that like, yeah, these dogs, because I've had little, those dogs like snap at my feet and at my ankles and to make me, like, you know what I mean? So yeah. They know these these yeah because cows and stuff are like just they just want to play with these little ten pound fucking sheep dogs whatever the fuck Pat man listen your American is showing I, I want to say so. you know maybe maybe Latham was just a little more rural than uh, Bethlehem but um, wouldn't the right approach be hey I have a sheep dog who would like to be do some herding. Does anyone need? Can I bring him to you? Do you have a sheepdog? 
an older sheepdog because I think they actually can learn from each other if they, they work yeah, together. So, 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 so that that was the this, approach, but, and I'm like, what are you doing, brother? Well, you listen, join the 4H this, or something. Like, what are we doing? I, I watched I watched videos, and I can't, in good conscience, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're no longer you're no longer a part of this. Yes, I'm no longer a part of this, but yes, I got anyway. That's my experience on Reddit. Uh, also, I asked, "Hey, where can I find a salad bar?" And a bunch of Australians said, "Ew, that's disgusting. That's disease ridden." So uh, I'm out on Reddit. But all right, listen, we're we're talking industry plant. Comp- yeah, Pat has the <laughs> non-controversy. Yeah, yeah we got to get some like branded music, non-controversy, like this is bring Pat in, like to wrap him up. This is just to say scowled looks at fucking reddit and twitter and bullshit like that and they haven't learned they haven't uh, gone to aa and uh, learned that uh, other people's opinion of you is none of your business you know right, what i mean so i'm out there i'm gonna throw them some bail hit me they're they're young clearly but they're yeah. also a new yeah. band if yeah. you're telling me that the first time, you know, early on, the first couple of records that you were that you released in a good point. very early aughts, whether it be looking on the fucking rev board or looking yep. at every fucking fanzine that existed, you yeah, look you're right. to see what people were saying about you. That's you know, normal you know what, human right. being. Like you're a fucking redacted amount of age, old man. Yeah. That like go, I don't give a shit. Like that, you know, like some fucking 19 year old doesn't like my band. Like you don't care. But like, if you're a 25, I don't. I mean, I'm guessing if you're a 25 year old and this is like your first foray into to music, and like, let's be realistic, they're like critical, you know, darlings. You're gonna like. I mean, who the fuck doesn't want that shot of adrenaline that you're like when you read everything nice about you? Like, and then by seeking that out, you're gonna see the fucking shitheads that just that probably haven't heard a note. Well, yeah, okay, so there's, a lot, there's a lot of masochists who will. Who are curious about it and want to see the good and the bad until you see the bad and see that people are truly assholes. All right, let's 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 cut right to the quick because there's a lot to talk about on this, and there's a lot I want to say about it. And I think I'm gonna just kind of honestly, I want to be full transparency. There's a part of me that was like, yo, we might need to go to to Patreon than this because I want to speak hard on this. I, I think it's really some wild shit. There's two sides to to the conversation because I want to acknowledge. They are a band who is on a Taco Bell thing. Yeah. Uh, does that cop with every single person's like green check box of hardcore? No. No. And it's fine that it doesn't. It's okay. It's good. It's good that it doesn't. And it's, it's, if you think that is fucking anti hardcore and you reject that, Bless up. Do do you? I'm happy to have that conversation too. Uh but let's let's rewind a bit and also say, okay, so then the Taco Bell thing. What what standard are we crossing them with? What what how are we judging them on this? Whatever. Who's counting their paycheck? Like, what are we what are we doing? You know, like I just want to say, I don't know any background on it. I know one of the folks who plays in Scal. Shout out, Mikey. I love you. I met a couple of the others in passing. So this is nothing. I don't have any personal stake here. I'm saying this is someone who observes the band, sees it, curious, interested, whatever. I'll also set this out. I think their earlier material is fine to okay. 
It's not not something I'm ever putting on just because stylistically it's nothing for me. But that said, I'm not putting that out there because some of that earlier material, they're, they're more hardcore stuff, is special music for some people. Like special sure. music from when I was like 20 from some certain place was really important and foundational and fundamental and blah, 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 blah. I would say it's almost inarguable that their current music is doing something different. It's turning. It's doing something different. You can talk all day you want musically and say, is this hardcore? Is this not hardcore? Blah, blah, blah. I'm happy to have that conversation. I'd like to have it on this show in some way. But when you start throwing out stuff like industry plants and da, 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 like either you're using the term wrong. Yeah. Or you're trying to co- you're trying to couch a different opinion. That's right. In it. Right. And that's that's just like yeah. like let's play, let's play it straight. So right. That doesn't mean straight. what you think it means. Right. Here's what here's what uh, Bob, tell me if I'm wrong. What, this, th- these were gonna be the next words out of your mouth. Uh here's what many people actually mean when they're accusing scowl of being industry plants. What they actually mean is I believe that the look of this band is giving them opportunities that my band is not getting. And I think that people are reticent to say that out loud because it makes them look like misogynists or it's an accusation that could be leveled against them. I think so that's they are, only one angle. Yeah. So I think they are not going to say that and instead express uh, kind of that disdain for this band through a safer lens, a safe, a safer filter. And uh, I need to make this clear uh, to to our listeners. Um, The bands that have uh, uh, what you might call in 2023, like uh, some level of diversity, et cetera, uh, we do them a disservice by talking about them like they're stupid, which is something that people on the internet do. Uh, these, These bands are not stupid. They're organically formed bands. Like if it's a band of all black dudes or it's a band of women or it's a band of whatever, these are organically formed bands that know that they are getting opportunities often for these reasons. It is, however, this has been stated to me by someone in one of these kind of like very pop and bands at the moment. He's like, he goes, yeah, look, what, what hardcore band gets asked to do indie shows and metal shows the same weekend is allowed to do that by promoters in the same city and uh, from bands that we know have never heard of us. And it's, it's like, yo, they're not, these aren't stupid people, but in life, most people take the opportunities that are presented to them. And exactly. if you are, a, if you are a band the opportunities that are presented to you are, hey, do you want to play music? There may or may not be money in it. Do you want to play music? And you go, yeah, I would. Thanks for the show. And there is an argument. Like, certainly I'm in a band that has turned down opportunities because we felt that we were getting those offers simply because we had women in the band and the women in the band said, we're good. Uh, that's one approach. But if you are a younger band and you are getting thrown shows, you do not care why those shows are getting thrown to you. You want to play music and that is how it is. And 
when we talk about specifically scowl, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say the the thing that maybe some of you need to get through your heads. Uh, when you know uh, the things people say about Cat online, like she's an e girl. Firstly, I'm too young to even really know what, or too old to really know what the fuck that is. But okay, so she's a, she, she's she's got a look is what that means, right? Okay, look, everybody. The girl likes green hair and boots. There's not shit to be done about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna put we're gonna put her in an oversized fucking mad ball shirt. Right. For right, right. For, Give her the two X Rollins band shirt and let's move it on. Yeah. Right. Like what are we talking about? Like, so so I I think everything you said hit some notes, and I, I think man, how do I uh, Tom? And Patrick, but Tom, let's go to you. You've seen the positives and you've seen success with your bands in a lot of different ways. And you've also suffered through some times where you're like, man, would love to get a nice offer to go tour with a larger band, right? Sure. Sure. So I think back to a band who did not get universal love, but got quite a bit of love. Uh, you know, 10-ish years ago, a little more than that, and really was popping, who I knew and were like, hey, we hit a certain point where we were kind of this and this scene in hardcore, like a micro-genre niche. But we got asked to do stuff that was outside of that. And so we collectively as a band said, well, do we want to do that? Yeah, like that's why does anyone in this band not want to do that for a reason? No. Is it a good idea? Well, the only reason we wouldn't do it is because said micro genre might see it as some sort of betrayal. Like, oh, my God, you're doing that. Right. I mean, that's that's a good reason to do a thing. You know what I mean? They came up. They came to the point where they're like, that is really dumb. And if that is our holdback why are we even doing this band and then took a much more, and I think holistic healthy view. And I want to hear from you guys as actually dudes who've been in bands of going, you know what? Why don't we, the people, the people, the individuals in this band agree. If we think this would be fun or good or something we want to do for whatever reason that we'll do it. And we, you know, opinions of others be damned outside of this group and yo i have to say this they found a very significant level of success and i think they felt more creative more ambitious more rewards and more excited about the things they were doing and it felt more true to themselves and i i I don't know i i see that and i think It'll go to some other things, but I want to, Tom, like, does that make sense to you? Like limiting yourself based on the opinions of others? Like, I mean, I think that's ridiculous. I I mean, that's something that we've done. I've experienced it firsthand. It's fucking stupid. And like in retrospect, I'm like, really? Right. You know, like, you know, I personally, like our bands, like I've, we've done stuff. We've made decisions based on like, got to keep it fucking DIY, man. Right. It's like, well, you know what? Life would probably have been a lot different in the ensuing years had we, you know, and maybe it was, it would be significantly, or maybe it would have just been a little thing. I'd be like, Oh yeah. Remember when we got to tour Japan because X happened and then Y happened and then Z happened. Awesome. Right. Right. And, and that's all. I mean, I think, yeah, I think, you know, 
limiting yourself to just do, I mean, there's ways to do it. And I think like my whole thing is like, you know, there have been industry plants. I'm Pat's like kind of like, like now hardcore. I've known bands that have like put a record out on a hardcore label first. Yeah. Well, just to get, like get... establish street credibility, they're still around and guess what? They play like arenas a lot of places. So it, it might have worked. But like they had a major label contract in the hand. Right. And they're yes. like, we're gonna put it out, this first record out on this like I mean, very big Yeah, and I would also argue I would also argue not not a hardcore band by any stretch, but 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 I understand I take your point. It was on but a hardcore when band. when all those when that era of band <laughs> were all hardcore band, like when it was all like when yes. it was like Kill Switch Engage, when it was like all hardcore kids playing metalcore or like Shadows Fall or all these bands, all the bands, you know, Lamb of God, like fucking Randy Blythe is a fucking punk dude. Like it's like in a big metal band, like to have that kind of like punk and hardcore background was a selling point. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So like you could have put your first record out on Jive and you probably would have been like a metal band that nobody gave a shit about. You put yeah. your you put that first record out on like a big metalcore label and then the next record on Jive and now 20 20 years later they still have a fucking big career. Yeah. So like that's so, obviously not no like fucking scout and go like all right we're going to put this thing out on flat spot. And then Warner right. Brothers is going to give us some like we have this million dollar Warner Brothers contract. But we're gonna get the street cred of like playing with off, right, right, right. You no, know, and right. then next the next tour it's gonna to be you know we're open for Taylor Swift on the next fucking run. Like it's <laughs> that's not the fucking point. Like that's not what they were going for. No, and, and, and they avail well, themselves of opportunities that were handed to them. That you know what that most people in their age range would didn't number one didn't blink an eye at, and yep. would have taken themselves. If you are complaining. About like the stuff that scowled. You're just showing that your your birthday has like the, it starts in the eight. <laughs> yeah, your birthday starts with a one nine. Right. Um, yeah, I mean that's really what it is because it's like young, you know, a 25 year old punk kid is not going to be like, I can't believe they fuck. Like, yeah, who the fuck doesn't like Taco Bell? And guess what? Like, you know, ta- you know, people, you know, would, would kind of come up. It's like, you know, Siv sold the fucking. You could buy like an Acura while listening to oh, a yeah. fucking Siv song or like. You know, feed the beat like people. I mean, like I'm gonna, oh, yeah. I'm, gonna somebody, I'm gonna add somebody right now. Oh, this motherfucker on the the podcast with us. It, we're looking at his ceiling. <laughs> That's right. he probably, he's probably Donald Ducking it right now. No question. <laughs> I watch that dude get a fucking stack of Taco Bell gift cards. <laughs> yeah, how many I put in my pocket? I mean, ninety five. Uh, I mean, you carry the band, so you deserve it. But, <laughs> but I, mean, I, I gave my I gave my portion to the other members. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean, it, though. But uh, I think like it's out I there. Do. Like people have always kind of no, been and, sponsored and and punk and hardcore in the beginning. We're fucking playing giant venue. Like it wasn't like we didn't yeah, start we in basements this. and then grow. I yeah, mean, we like, forget this. It, 
Kennedys are playing like a fucking, you know, the Olympic Center or whatever in L.A. where it's like, oh, there's like 4,000 people here or 5,000. And and conceptually, there's this interesting conversation that I I think is fun. I think this is fun, fucking academic conversation. If you trace these roots all the way back and go like, okay, the Ramones, the Sex Pistols, whatever, whatever. They weren't trying. They didn't have some DIY ethos. You know what I mean? No. Even even no. leading up, like in reality, a lot of the DIY stuff was purely out of necessity. Until, and you know, you'll hear different accounts of this. But the DC dudes, the Discord stuff, really made it like, hey, no, we're not just doing this because we need to. Even though we do, we do, we we're acknowledging like. If we weren't making fanzines, if we weren't putting on shows, if we weren't putting out our records, no one else would. But they also said, but by the way, we're doing this because this is what we think is the way it should be done. Yo, yeah, right. listen, and I, they have the and, and I'm gonna say this. To do that. I, I've subscribed to that ideology and think it's cool. But I, I will also tell you this it begs a much larger question. Yo, I did a DIY punk label, which I ran like a DIY punk. I gave the bands a ton of copies of the records. I didn't want to charge a lot. I did it. Yo, I, when I slowed down putting out records, Rev was helping me pay for them, which meant they fronted, but I owed money to Revelation like a lot. Like they're like, hey, uh, you know, Collapse owes us insert five figure number here. I was like, oh shit! I guess the Mugray seven inch didn't really <laughs> move units, units. You know, yeah. like yeah, that Soul Swaller EP people really liked, but uh, you know, um, but that's to say, you have to have means for that. Not everybody does, and so then you go, okay, well, what what are these sets of rules, and why are they there? And do do you subscribe? Do you think that's the way, or or even better question, the only way? And and that's where hardcore right now is cool and exciting to me even if you don't subscribe to this other way being okay it exists it fucking exists i don't know what to tell you like there are bands who either fully identify or at least partially identify as a hardcore band who are seeing pretty high levels of success and they're operating in a different space. And, I, you know, like, and, and we see that in different levels. Bands, we see some of the festivals, thousands, Sound of Fury, like insane. Turnstile goes, tours the country with straight, with Truth Cult in a Kulu opening. And a band like Citizen, who I wouldn't call hardcore, but operates a lot like a hardcore band. You know, it's like, well, it doesn't quack like a duck, but it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck. Mm. So, I, I see all that and I go, okay, things are different now. And the people I see with the loudest voices who are upset about this, one, I think they just don't like scowl musically. And I think that you should just yeah. say that and just say, I don't like your music, so I'm going to shit on you for whatever fucking reason I see. And I'd say, you know, you, you come off like a fucking shitty old man shouting at the clouds. But you look even worse when you say like, oh man, this just isn't the way it's supposed to be. It's like, yo, you at 45, 42, 39, what would you have thought at 24 doing whatever the fuck it was you were doing if someone who was your age now was saying, you're doing it all wrong, this shit's all fucked up, 
we hated those people. Everyone did. Everyone did. No Everyone does. And I am not telling those people not to feel f- feel free to express those views. But just understand what that energy comes out like. And in a world that is so attention-centric, putting that out there is so much different than just not saying shit about it and, and focusing on something you like. Because I think it comes to, you know, I, I feel it because doing acts of grind, we get asked sometimes like, oh, you know, you're not talking about this. And I'm like, sometimes we don't talk about a thing because none of the three of us particularly like it or care about it or feel strongly about it to positively say anything. And, and you know, what's the, what's the best thing you can do to snuff out a fire? Blow on it a bunch? Not really. You just let it fucking die. You just throw some sand on it. You don't talk about it. That's that's the attention economy. Um, so I don't know. I you know, when you hear stuff like this, it's great content. But I largely circled back to the idea of like I think most of these people just don't like Scouse music and want to shit on it and say, Oh, it's not hardcore. Okay, well, that's an interesting debate. But would you be saying it's not hardcore if you liked it? Right. Also, I mean, the same also, people that like, you know, like Turnstile considers themselves a hardcore band. So, and they're like the biggest thing going. And people are like, yeah, they still consider themselves a hardcore band. If they were like, came out when they were like, we're just like a funk band or a rock band, people would be like, fuck <laughs> those dudes. Like, so you can't win. Yes. No, you can't win. And, and, and if I could make a recommendation to somebody that does dislike Skull's music and wants to talk about that openly, uh, or, or it, if no. you suck the bit, well, here's my thing. I think it's fine. If you suck the bitterness out of a thing, you're, you you suddenly have a lot more credibility. If I don't like a band with a woman at the center of it, uh, I can say that and nobody says shit to me. And the reason for that is because everybody at this point knows that I wish them the best and I want them to win. You know what I mean? No matter who they are. And when you don't have that, when you look like you want people to lose – People are going to read into your interpretation of things and start uh, thinking it's not about music. Think it's about some other shit. So if you don't like Scowl and you just honestly don't like Scowl, that's just hey, where you're at with this or whatever. Like, yo, there's a way to talk about that where you go, more power to them. I wasn't feeling that new music. And it's fine. Nobody nobody gets on your dick about that shit. If you just say, hey, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, they've been working hard and I wish them the best, but uh, that's doo-doo. Uh, people go, oh, well, you know, uh, he's, he, he doesn't seem like he's harboring anything. You know, <laughs> so, so, so that's just some advice. And uh, regarding kind of uh, industry plants, uh, here's, a, here's a, a thought for you fellas. Uh, when we talk about taking the opportunities presented to us, we're also at all times using the advantages that life has presented us. And this could talk about privilege conversation, right? You two, I don't talk about it on the podcast, but you two know that there's a band that I kind of look at sideways because the the some of the fellows are very rich, and I and that is a thing about me that I am trying to uh, excise from yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because here's the deal: we all have privilege of some type, right? Uh, if you, my parents love each other. They never hit each other. Uh, that's a privilege. <laughs> You're like, like, yo, that that's given me an advantage in life. 
And you have to acknowledge these things. The older you get, the more you acknowledge kind of like the little things that contributed to like, oh, I'm able to do X because of Y. Oh, okay. I realize that now. And if you come from means, that is just another thing that you can put towards lining up your successes in life. And I don't think that you're, I mean, this is also the history of punk in so many ways. I don't, I don't think that you're under an obligation to behave as the Buddha and renounce your wealth. I think you can put it towards succeeding at the things that you think are important to you. And if punk music is one of the things that's important to you, more power to you. It's interesting that you chose that over finance uh, or or becoming a, (laughs) you know, but whatever the, the, the point is we all have these advantages and if being visually dynamic is or, or or let's be very honest or if being uh a conversation people want to have right now right if those are th- if those are things that your band has again what are we supposed to do we're supposed to put you in a grimace outfit so that so that <laughs> we put your we put your light under a basket you know what i'm saying and, and and look, God, uh, this this conversation is independent of whether or not you think those are good reasons to like a band. Like it, it, it's it's a uh, it goes without saying that music press is uh, not the best informed, and they often uh, resort to broad brushes and primary colors. And hey, you will probably like this because of why. You know what I mean? Like, look, woman with green hair, you like. And it, and if you want to say, hey, I don't think that's a good reason to like something, <laughs> that's fine. But what we can't do, or what makes you look stupid if you do do, is do do, is saying, is saying, uh, hey, girl that loves green hair, uh, you know, put on this sackcloth. <laughs> like fucking, you're not allowed to do that shit. I just think that that's a fool's errand. Uh, there are, uh, if you're doing an honest expression of yourself and you're, that honest expression falls in with whatever people want to write about or talk about right now, more power to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I say this as a guy who is fundamentally boring to look at. And, uh, you know, it's just all I know is tour, right? But look, if it went the other way, and if suddenly beanstalk gray hair white guys were were the fucking thing to uh, put on the front page of Spotify, would I uh, would I try to hide that in some look, way? Yo, look, look, look. No, look. all three hosts of Axe to Grind are ready, willing, and able. If our look becomes the new Zoolander feel. Yes, we, we, we all hit the whatever, man. We're like here. We're here. I'm, I'm walking the runway, whatever. They, they, we, we get the call. Like, Tom, we, uh, Armani, Armani needs you. You know, to walk the runway. We're all, we in, we <laughs> in, we left. are in, we are in. Um, yo, here's, here's what we, we owe to each other is the idea of practicing maybe just a little more honestly than we're doing. And so this is what I want to say. If you don't like a band, you can just say, I don't like the band for what reason the music. Okay, cool. Scowl. 
You don't like the music? Okay, cool. I'm willing to have that conversation. Maybe you don't like their influence. There's plenty of bands I don't like. I actually, if if you want me to speak in this plainly, like I did before, the direction they're going with their music is just more interesting to me. Full stop. Like you know what I mean? It. And it's just more dynamic. It's just more dynamic. And, you know, they're adding some stuff. So full respect from me. I could hear someone who would say, you know what? I liked when they were doing the spazier, faster, kind of like blasting stuff with some, you know, I thought their mosh parts kind of had a locking out thing. And like, I'm like, all right, well, she, whatever floats. If you don't like them for a lot of other reasons. Okay. Okay, cool. You know, like, but when you couch the reason you don't like a thing, it, it betrays truth in a way that just comes off ugly. You look ugly and small. So I don't know. I don't even like, can I be honest? I don't even know where the industry plant thing came from other than Kat saying, Hey, I'm, I'm seeing people kind of throw us out there as this. If you don't like bands doing corporate stuff. Okay. That's yeah. Like totally. sign up. There's a big line over at that table. Like, and I think it's smaller now than it has been, but I, I'll sit at that table. I've been at that table. I get it. I've never been somebody who's like, Oh, spit on. I'm not throwing french fries at the other one but like you know i get it okay you don't like your bands to do that but you also have to acknowledge some of these like hypocrisies just and everything you know our our podcast is on spotify and apple and almost all the stuff that we talk about with hardcore is distributed through major channels at this point it just is the way it happens yeah is that the way i don't know (laughs) it is what it is and acknowledging it and being able to say, hey, look, look in the mirror if you're going to hold everybody else to a standard that you don't even fit. So shout out. If you're somebody who doesn't eat Taco Bell and you think it's uh, you know morally corrupt to eat Taco Bell or to be involved with it, bless up. Hate away. <laughs> But, yeah. but just, hopefully you had that same energy when everybody when Scion was paying everybody mm-hmm. money to fly out to play all these shows, bands that you like. You know, let's talk about the Scion thing really quick. Scion. And it's this is so fun. I love this shit. Um, I was talking about the Rockstar Games thing. All right. Scion, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I won't name names because I don't want. But uh, a, a guy I knew who made the best homemade beef jerk I ever had in my life worked with me uh, at Revelation. Quite a, quite, a, quite a distinction. It was really good. Cool. It was just. It was just. It was like honestly, like I think about it anytime I see beef jerky. So uh, he went from working at Rev, and I think he ended up working over there for a while, and he got involved in their marketing area and ended up kind of not being the forefront but one of the major cogs in making that happen was that cool was it the right thing to do was it not i have a feeling a lot of bands who got flown all around will tell you now you know what that made our year that made it so we could do x y and z we could have said no to what end to play shows yeah right right no one bought a fucking scion because because nails played a show no right right let's be realistic And even if they did, is that a crime against humanity? They were going to buy a vehicle anyway. That's right. Here's here's my perspective coming from the original fucking sellout, uh, uh, Henry Rollins. Uh, It's just another gig, man. It's just another gig. Like like, uh, he, at least at this juncture in my life, that's how I see this shit is 
when people tell me, oh, you shouldn't play that festival, you should play this one, or you shouldn't, but, but it's just another gig, man. And, and that's respectful to all the promoters, respectful to the to everything. But it's like, yo, if, you, you know, uh, Raytheon wants to fucking uh, it's just another fucking gig now here's here's the thing I had this conversation with my bandmates the other day I think I mentioned it on the podcast before I spoke to them uh, I would not do the That's Taco Bell so thing you uh, wouldn't do the Taco Bell I thought you said you wouldn't do the Top Golf thing and I was like wait you definitely would do Top I, Golf I would do I would do Top Golf for sure but uh, the Taco Bell thing uh, I and they're not asking our band name is drug church, but, but uh, the, the, my bandmate said that they would definitely temporarily kick me out uh, <laughs> because they, and my girlfriend has said, listen, you, we have a family. You, if we you get opportunities like that, you got to fucking take yeah. money. Yeah. If you get opportunities like that, you got to take them. And I'm Patrick uh, from drug church and I love Marlboro reds. Let's <laughs> right, well, that's the thing is like, uh, like, you know, we uh, drug church recorded a thing for a, a Pabst thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. N- n- never had a beer in my life. But what I'll say is that that's a to me the difference would be that that's a, a personal decision that you can elect to, mm-hmm. and uh, whereas cheese is not uh, for the animal. So that's my perspective on that matter. Uh, Are you the I only think vegan my, in drug church? Yeah. Oh, the other guys eat Taco Bell every fucking day of their lives. And and when I was like, I was making fun of like, I was like, yeah, you're not going to see me eating a fucking cheesy gordita. And they're like, bro, cheesy gordita is like a top tier. It's like number two or three on the fucking menu. There's, it's and like I, number, it's like the number four thing that I like about Taco Bell is how passionate people get about their Taco Bell item of choice. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. But, like if you Here's start talking thing. to me about what are they the the classic t- Taco Bell tostada R.I.P. I get misty. I'm like, oh man. Remember Choc- What was that Taco Choco Tacos? Choco that was a thing on our right podcast there. for like a year. It sure was. Yeah. So here's the thing. I I, I don't claim more superiority. Pat is making me giving me fucking motion sickness. Hey, sorry about that. I I don't claim moral superiority over anybody. Uh, I just uh, I think I wait my, wait who is this? You do it over so everybody. The microphone. What are we talking uh, listen, about? Did Nick listen. Hogan take your phone? Who's what are we doing I, here? I, wait, is Logan think, Paul on the phone line? What, who are you? I, I, you drinking prime? I, I think I think. Well, it's just to say that we all have feet of clay. Like you know, there, we've talked about uh, should bands take an Amazon thing, or should we do an Amazon right. re- read yeah, on our yeah, podcast? Yeah. Yep. And it's like, yo, here's my argument. I've used Amazon four times in the last year. Yep. And uh, again, what am I supposed uh, like? So what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to pretend not to be, I don't need to be a brand advocate, but if they're going to pay me instead of me paying them, well, right. frankly, frankly, I use the fucking service. <laughs> you know right. I mean? so, so that's, that's the thing. And to quote uh, a fucking great band striking distance, where do you draw the line? And and I think that's a question. I actually think it's a pretty personal question for a lot of people. And I hope that's that's what I was suggesting is that it's a it's a purely personal question. That's right. And that's the way I feel about it. And there's some people who don't. There's some people who are like, no, this isn't. That's a different conversation. Happy to have it with somebody. But my big my big takeaway here is that uh, that there's a lot of these kind of questions that come up with the idea of what hardcore is and what isn't what it is and isn't sonically and how that changes over time. And has it been, is it okay for a band to do this? Is it not? 
I don't know. Fugazi's on Fox fucking Sunday NFL. What do I tell you? You know, like, is that is that cool? Is it okay? I have a feeling they probably had a conversation similar to the one we're having where it's like, do we think this is okay? And, you know, one member of Fugazi raises her hand as a Washington sports fan is like, yeah, I mean, I watch it every Sunday. So, like, I think it's pretty rad. <laughs> and who knows? Who knows what that was? I, that's actually a fantastic thought and question. Um, for some very principled folks, you know, yeah, how um, do they certain things get through? Minor threat was on Entourage, right? And we're talking; <laughs> they wouldn't let us. They wouldn't let Indecision use merchandise mm-hmm. on a Rev record because Revelation had major label, major label distribution. distribution. Yep, and there's a like, band who never fuck? played a show for more than five bucks. You know what I mean? And was right. like vehement about a lot of things. And like uh, as as I was told once. They were very thoughtful in the way they organized what their band did and how it operated. And I, I think that's that's true. So I'd say there was thought given. And and I would say give Scal the respect that they're doing what they want to be doing with their band and with their music and with their art. And you can choose to consume or not consume that in a really easy way. And uh, you know, I, I do I do think it's interesting how close hardcore is flying to the sun in terms of some of this stuff and how popular some of this stuff is or isn't um guys grand theft auto unanimously one of the most popular video games of all time yeah like the series right and i've talked about this a little bit before but you know every episode could be someone's first i worked at rev when rockstar games came knocking and one guy this is the impact of one guy this is what i was saying about the Scion thing one guy was a big hardcore fan. He was like, hey, we, we want to do like a hardcore punk radio station. And here's the list of bands. And, you know, one person in my life thought that was horrific and didn't want, thought it was like a terrible idea for any hardcore bands to be involved with this game because they thought Grand Theft Auto was reprehensible. I didn't feel that way. And I thought, I was like, oh, cool. You know what? This is a way to expose a lot of kids to classic hardcore like the yeah. stuff I love, the stuff that made an impact on my life. Right. With Jimmy Gestapo as the DJ. Yeah, a uh, single big, single biggest entertainment property on the planet. Right. Uh, my buddy was games, on right. on the on the the video game side. Hell yeah, cool. love it, love it. Uh, and so, go ahead, Pat. I mean, look, here's here's where the rubber meets the road. Well, really you quick, really game. quick. I just want to play it. Okay. Yeah, I want to say this. Do you know how much money each band got paid for the use of their song in perpetuity? Thousand bucks or something. Uh, yeah, because thirty five hundred bucks. Rockstar, wow, Rockstar okay. is famous for being cheap like this. So yes, I was gonna, but, I was gonna guess less. Thirty five hundred, um, and uh, it was most of the band said, "Cool." And you mean like my band song is gonna be in the at that moment the most popular video game? Full stop. Awesome. So uh, it's you remember which one that was, Bob? I just want give me a second. I just wanted to see. Was it San Andreas? It was either San Andreas or Vice City. Vice City, because Vice City was based on New York, I think. Okay, yep, that makes. I think I think think Vice City was Miami. Vice City Um, was Miami. San Andreas was L.A. And what was the New York one? It might have been five. Five, five might have been whatever. Yeah, it was Um, early. It was. I just wanted to see how many four. Yeah. God damn it, guys. Sorry. Five, four, four, three. <laughs> sorry, sorry, four. I think it's four. Go on. The readiness drill, guys. Come on. Um, um, yeah, here's old man looking stuff up on a podcast. Sorry, no, I, I'm looking. I'm looking. No, I'm with. I it. wanted uh, to see how many. Um, 
how many copies they sold. Oh, that stuff. I don't even know if they put those. In. They might give it. Oh, you can get it. get it. Can you? Okay. Yeah. That's hold insane. on. Um, I mean, I'm quite certain five is, is actually the most sold piece of entertainment. Isn't that four, within 24 hours of its release, Grand Theft Auto 4 sold over 3.6 million copies, <laughs> equating to approximately $310 million in revenue. After one month availability of availability, the game had sold 8.5 million copies. As of oh. July 2013, the game has sold over 25 million copies. Uh, um, I think that, is that if, if that's the one, because it was Liberty City was the fucking... Liberty City, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, which what I think year is it? 07? Yeah, I think that's so. It. Yeah, that's right. Yep, four. You're right. That's one. 2008. Yep, that's it. Five hundred um, million dollars in its first week, and fucking, you know, and and Grill Biscuits got thirty five hundred dollars. Well, and so I just want to, may, maybe that number is not right for everyone. I don't want maybe to not. Claim not. I don't. That's perhaps it is not. But um, it was not a lot of money uh, in the long term of things. But. <clears throat> That's the other side is that I want to say, uh, so we talked about reasons people might be like hating on Scal. One, somebody, somebody's got green eyes and wish it was happening to them and it's not. So they're, they're hating on it. One, some reason. Two, they just don't like Scal's music and are using this as a reason to cape it. Three, they think Scal's getting rich off this. And let me just patently say, uh, nope. if they are, bless them, I would bet every dollar in my pocket that's not what's happening. Well, I mean, also what, Moby. What, what, Moby made money, but, but, but here's my point is what, what's rich also. Like, I don't know if I've ever sent this to you guys. There's I, I screenshotted it for use in the future. It's, it was a conversation on Twitter where someone said something about, you know, how billionaires shouldn't exist. Uh, but we need to start talking about uh, how we frame money because there's a difference between a multimillionaire and your friend making $70,000 a year. And somebody came in and was like, well, for what it's worth, I think your friend making $70,000 a year is a capitalist pig too. And the other person said, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, And it, it was people talking about, now I just want to point this out. In New York City, $70,000, many of our friends are living with less than that, but $70,000 in New York City is is not an extravagant lifestyle of any type. And no, roommates. Yeah. yeah, you got roommates. And when we're talking about a band making money, uh, I don't know, like, do people perceive Drug Church to be doing well? Because if that's the case, like, I can, assu- I can assure you that it's, it's cool. It's not enough to raise a family. Right. <laughs> so, that's right. so like, so my question would be, like, what is the limit for you on other? Firstly, your pocket watching, which is just a bad habit. But, right. uh, uh, but are you? What is the limit on what your contemporaries in music are allowed to to make? Right? Because, like, I, I I I talk about this often. I have a friend that was in a like one of the bigger metalcore bands. His best year, he made eighty thousand dollars. That was a band that was everywhere. That was his best year. Eighty thousand dollars now, and there's a again, lot of places you can live in the United States and and a hundred percent where you can. That's a really nice amount of money. And then there's places where that's not that's not that's not. And even in a place where you're able to own a home on that amount of money, it's not generational wealth. No, it's also look. 
you never know people's circumstances. Let's say that you have like, okay, sorry, everybody, this is nitty gritty, but some of our listeners are older and will probably relate to this. Let's say that you have two children uh, and you're making $75,000 a year and uh, you now have to do the math. This is adult shit, everybody. You have to do the math on if it makes more sense. Bob, you know a lot about this because you have children. You have to do the math on if it, if it makes more sense for one of your one partner to go back to work and to pay for childcare, or if it actually makes better financial sense for that partner to stay home and take care of those uh, children, okay. because yep. it, it, it because the cost of childcare, even in a place like Australia, which sets you up to win in these things, uh, in the United States, it's disgusting. So, yes. so, so, so what I'm saying is, it is it, these are if you. We okay. We're doing a couple things here. We're keeping bands in a in a cycle of of permanent adolescence, where yes. at, thir- at where at thirty you could not reasonably be in a band and have a family if you play the type of music that like the the listeners of of this podcast enjoy. You you, you unless do you're it. willing to strictly make it a uh, like uh, uh, once a month endeavor that you don't take serious enough and you will only get lucky if it moves forward. Yeah. And, and look, a lot of our listeners believe that that is the natural status of hardcore and that's good. You know what I mean? And that's sure. a fine opinion. That's a fine opinion to have. I'm a person who wants to make as much music and as many things in my life as I can. And I will tell you that we are doing a disservice to the the people that play in these bands by basically saying, hey, you have to start your life later if you really love this thing. And if some of you want to see that as a necessary sacrifice, that's fine. In my view, it is an unfortunate thing that we've done where we've convinced people that they have to be poor uh, for longer than they need to be. That's, that's my little that's my little soapbox here, everybody. Yeah, oh, man. All right. So this, this has essentially been a PSA to the people who are who who are trying to crawl up the skin of scowl look speak plain what's your, what's the real issue because i almost don't believe you that you're this incensed about a taco bell commercial and if you are let's let's unpack that a little bit you know what is also, your limiting belief here maintain that same energy for uh military gun maintain that same energy for um uh, turn style. style. Yeah. 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 Maintain it. And and I think there are people who are, but then think about that and think about your perspective and relationship to this thing at large, because I see so many people positioning as that's not hardcore. Okay. That's fine. You should feel comfortable thinking that in your head, but where and who granted you, you know, the staff of justice to rule this verdict on everyone else. Because I'll tell you what, I had a conversation with a fellow who, who made it very clear that he had pretty specific ideas of what was hardcore and what wasn't that he was not comfortable sharing because he realized that would place a lot of bands, uh, notable large bands way outside of those definitions. So think about it. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, uh, Justice of uh, Trapped Under Ice uh, said it the other day. You don't get to decide for me. You know what I mean? Like you don't get to decide what's hardcore for me. Like it just yep. like that. That's that's the end of that conversation. So, and 
you know, uh, like I, I was, uh, I know you were wrapping up, Bob, I apologize, but I was watching a, a documentary on, uh, th- this one is going to Tom. Do you, do you remember, uh, Rev's cost? Do you remember yeah, that ever? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. So, uh, so Bob, uh, you would immediately would recognize it. Yeah, yeah. Immediately recognize it visually. I, I don't know if it would jump into your head though, but just graffiti. Uh, from 1980s, 1990s, 2000s, whatever. And, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I know. Yes, 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 yes. I know this. Yeah, and uh, the one fella, uh, Revs, who I guess uh, it, this is bizarre. They say they don't know his identity, but he's been arrested. So, uh, Tom, your lawyer, is there any withholding that information? If you've been arrested, I don't. I don't think there is. Um, but I mean, a lot of on. these guys, from my experience, um, in the 80s and 90s, several people wrote revs like wrote not revs not sure. necessarily but like i knew like there was this very famous graffiti artist in brooklyn and in my neighborhood that i knew one of the guys who wrote that not all okay of them. well so th- they th- might have th- gotten the patrick Kinlan who wrote revs but like you know the right. bob one didn't get caught right whatever, well you know, so so that is so i did not know that about graffiti until recently is that they can only jam you up on this on what they can prove oh, you that you did. Yeah, 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 yeah right. exactly. I, I, I wasn't aware of that. I, th- I thought they could basically Rico you <laughs> on all no. your past shit. But anyway, uh, I thought that the the Revs interview that I watched was fascinating because he's a guy who, unlike many of his contemporaries, has refused to sell any of his art. He says that once you transaction uh, transactionize art, it's it's just it's pap. It's just worthless garbage. Mm. And and. Uh, He's a dude who's chosen to work a day job his entire life instead of uh, trading on his uh, on his art fame. Uh, now here's the thing, and he, I personally, I love his fucking approach because he just says, "Listen, I got into punk and skateboarding in 1981, and since then I haven't given a fuck about anything." And and that is a type of guy, right? That is the type of guy that I admire. No question. Yep. <laughs> but but. Uh, here's my thing. As much as I admire him, uh, the, when Taco Bell does a, uh, a, a vegan cheese, uh, they're welcome to pay me, th- you know, $55,000 for the use of my music. A- and it's a personal matter. Uh, best of luck t- to revs and best of luck to scowl. Yep. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's all, uh, a matter of what other people, uh, my whole thing is can't tell no one, you know what I mean? That's just it. Mm, mm. Yo, uh, before we get get lost on that, I like closing on that. Um, Tom, there's a show I think I'm coming to. Do we want to talk about this show? Yeah, of course, of course. So this weekend um, is the Tribes of the Moon um, Fest that's happening at Bowery Ballroom, which if you're from New York, punk and hardcore yeah. shows don't really happen at Bowery Ballroom. Yeah, anymore. it's crazy. Sure. crazy. It's a wonderful venue. It's a great venue. Yeah, but they don't really do hardcore shows, and this is a fucking fully hardcore show. So, it's uh, August nineteenth and twentieth. So that's Thursday, uh, Thursday, Jesus, mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. in New York City, in the in uh, on Delancey Street in in the Lower East Side. Um, Adrian, Ballista, Bazooka, Bleed the Pigs, Buggin, mm-hmm. Burn, mm-hmm. End It, mm-hmm. Hide, Karma from Chicago, Knife Wound. Um, Lustic Puppy, Move, Playtime, Rebelmatic, mm. Shawty, uh, Soul Glow, Third Face, mm. Truth Call, who we just talked mm. about, and Zulu, who, who oh, yeah. helped put together the whole thing. 
Um, there's a two day pass for eighty bucks at uh, so it's Bowery Bowery Ballroom. If you're here, you know, if you're in New York, you should go. If you're not and you're coming in, there's a ton of stuff around there. Yeah, like, you know, if you're coming in for the show, there's great food and the, like Lower East Side is like fucking still pretty fucking cool. Like for yeah, for people to yeah, just do stuff. Like you could walk five blocks in any direction and get literally. 10 different cups of coffee and pizza. Oh, you and get lost in every, yeah, you yeah. can't, there's not, you, yes, you can't catch anything. It's just, there's so much. Just get lost and enjoy it. Yeah. It's honestly, shout out to Zulu. I, I like when bands that are not massive uh, take the time to organize things like this. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that's cool. I also think, well, you were given the, the, the bands, Tom. Yeah. Uh, how much good hardcore do we have? that we're not endlessly talking about ended. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like we are, obvi- we are obviously spoiled. I mean, I think, I mean, I God, talk about crash. them. I mean, they've yeah, ended sure, up on but, like me and Bob's like, like end of the year list and stuff like that. I think like, I think for them, honestly, it's just starting. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's right. Like, I think that next record is going to be like stupid. Yeah. I, I just think it's it's funny because there's years that we've that we've done the podcast that have been a little bit thinner where yeah. we would have been we would have been talking about end it every week because it's that good. Mm-hmm. But right right now we've got enough good stuff to talk about. Yo, and shout out to them putting on a, a good mix of bands and different stuff. I think the band Playtime. Burn. Burn. Yeah, awesome. Love it. Playtime from Atlanta area is awesome. I love that band. So um yo, shout out to that show. Shout out to this uh everybody. Final closing note. If you don't like the Taco Bell commercial music of the hardcore world, uh, there's a lot, a lot of other stuff. Just dig around. Yeah. Listen to some of the past episodes. We talked a lot about it. There's there. We're going to do this. We're going to, you know what we're going to do? Uh, I'm teasing this for, for if not next week, the week after uh, 31 flavors, we're doing the Baskin Robbins 2023 of hardcore because I am almost certain if we made a subgenre list, we could give you some things to check out right now, current bands, and you will enjoy idea. it. So uh, check it out soon. Peace. Stop recording. Oh, jeez.